Cheers to you, and welcome to Season 2 of the Intelligent Intoxication Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Bradway, a former gifted and talented education teacher turned ICF certified life coach. Here's the thing, my friend. You're either lit up, alive, inspired, or fulfilled in your personal and professional life, or you're not yet. Season two is the stiff drink you need to distill out of your life anything that is currently diluting your most authentic, truest self. So consider this your personal invitation to an intentionally intoxicated top shelf life. Welcome back to episode two of season two of the Intelligent Intoxication Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Bradway, and I just got to tell you, I just recorded an entire episode and forgot to turn on my microphone. So when I went to watch back the video, it looked like I was doing a mime routine. So this is the second time through. So let's just hope it will be even better. Okay. So here's what I would love to talk to you about today. And I think this is a really important concept. So I am recording this in mid-February. So if you're like most people, very likely you started the new year thinking about what you wanted to be different in your life this year. It may have been something physical that you wanted to improve or change. Maybe you wanted to be in better health. Maybe you wanted to be more fit or exercise or lose weight or eat better, whatever it may be. Maybe you have been dissatisfied or disgruntled with your job or career, and this was gonna be the year you're gonna look for a new one. Maybe you've never had a job or career. You've been home raising kids, they're finally gone, and now you want something that feels purposeful for you. And you told yourself, okay, damn it, I'm doing it this year. It could be anything. If you have not made any measurable progress since the beginning of the year, it is very likely due to a concept known as an upper limit problem. Okay, a little backtracking. If you did not listen to episode one of season two, please go back and do so. And this episode builds on it, but it can also stand alone. So you're definitely going to understand. But here's a quick recap. What I talked to you about last week was a concept in Gay Hendricks' book, The Big Leap, called The Zone of Genius. And basically what he teaches is this. There are four zones of activities or tasks that we tend to operate in in our life. A zone of incompetence. These are things we try to force ourselves to do even though we stink at them and others do them better. Total waste of our time and talent. The zone of competence. These are things that we might be good at, as good as others, but again, other people do them just as well and they're a waste of our time and talent. The third zone is the zone of excellence. This gets a little tricky. These are things that you might in fact be better than most at. However, it doesn't light you up to do these things. You aren't passionate about them and you definitely don't feel fulfilled doing them. These may also be things that others are really comfortable with you doing on their behalf and you may hit some resistance when you try to move out of this zone. 
the zone that we want to spend most of our time and invest most of our energy into is our zone of genius. And you are going to know that you're working in your zone of genius because you are using your inherent gifts, your passionate talents, you're making progress and offering a meaningful impact to other human beings. And in this zone, you will feel lit up, you will feel alive, you will feel inspired, and you are going to feel deeply fulfilled. That doesn't mean in this zone that you're going to be happy and cheerful all the time, because you might be doing some really hard work to help people who are struggling in the world. You're not going to be happy about someone who's starving or someone who's sick or someone who's not educated you're trying to help. That's not the point. You feel alive when you're helping them. And that lets you know that you are in your zone of genius. Okay. What we're going to talk about today, that upper limit problem is also from the Big Leap book. And it is what is keeping you from moving towards or working in your zone of genius. Okay. Here is my takeaway of what the author teaches about the upper limit problem. He describes it as like this internal thermostat setting that we all have and will allow ourselves to experience or to feel or to accomplish up until that limit. Think of it as like your own, your own self-created glass ceiling. The visual that comes to mind for me is that scene in Alice in Wonderland where she's gigantic in the teeny tiny room and she can't even stand up. Okay. That teeny tiny room represents an upper limit. I just heard another amazing kind of a metaphor analogy for this. One of my former teachers, Simone Soul, yesterday was talking about how we may find ourselves, this was my takeaway, next to this like beautiful waterfall with fresh water to drink. And we are so thirsty. There's plenty of hydration there for us. But if our cup is this big, and that's all we're going to allow ourselves to drink, we're never really going to feel hydrated, okay? So having a cup that's too small rather than a gigantic bowl to fill with water, that also represents this upper limit, okay? So you may be listening to this and it's resonating with you and you're thinking, oh my God, I get it, but I don't know what to do about it. I've been there. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Every time you try to grow and expand in your life, you are going to hit a new upper limit. It's not something you're going to fix once and never again. And it's not something that's wrong with you or broken about you. But if you don't figure out what your upper limit problem is and you don't solve for it, it will keep you stuck and stagnant. So if you can relate to feeling stuck and stagnant, even though you really want something, even though you're trying, you have an upper limit problem. You are Alice and the land you're living in has no wonder, right? Okay. That was stupid, but you get what I'm saying here, right? Here's what you need to do. You must be willing to figure out the flavor and the chatter of the inner critic you have going on in your head. Okay. I'll give you a couple of ways to do that. So two of my favorite books for learning about the inner critic. The first is The Courage Habit by my coach trainer, Kate Swoboda. She talks about four different types of inner critics. Excellent book. My second favorite book is the book by Joanna Kleinman called Dethroning Your Inner Critic. 
She has a podcast by the same by the same title. And what I love most of all is Joanna Kleinman has a free inner critic assessment. In fact, that's what you Google, innercriticassessment.com. You take it for free and she will give you, she will give you based on how you answer her survey, she will give you information regarding how the inner critic may be showing up in your life. Okay. Those are two amazing resources. So here's the thing. You can Google, you can read those books. You can learn all you want to learn about the inner critic. I did that for years. I learned so much. I shifted so much on my own. And then I got to a place where I noticed I wasn't making progress anymore. And here's why. I couldn't see what I couldn't see. And that was when, when my progress stopped, that is when I finally reached out and started hiring coaches and teachers and mentors because I needed someone to help me see what I couldn't see because very often we cannot see our own upper limits. Okay. Let me give you an example. Your upper limit might be regarding like how much money you're capable of making. It might be how healthy you can actually be, how joyful you think you're, you're able to feel in your relationships. Here's what's coming to mind. Yeah. This is how my ADHD brain works here. I remember years ago reading an interview by Warren Beatty. I believe it was about his wife, Annette Beatty, and he complimented her and saying something to the effect of, she has an immense capacity for happiness. Now, I'm quite certain I just screwed up that quote, but here was my takeaway. Even if like that waterfall, right? Even if you have this amazing potential to feel a certain way, to accomplish, to offer, to contribute, to create whatever it is. If you have got an upper limit problem, guys, it's going to keep you small. You're going to play small, whether you realize you're doing it or not. Okay. So here's what I'm going to tell you. If you try to read the books or if you're like me and you hate wasting time, I like shortcuts. I like to be efficient. So as soon as I get that I'm not making progress, I find the person as quickly as possible who I know can help me. Sometimes it's someone that I have a conversation with. It might be a mentor. It might be a friend. Other times though, it's someone that I invest my money and time into hiring so that they can help me figure out how I'm holding myself back, how I am sabotaging myself, what that inner critic is telling me that I can and cannot do so that I can start to manage it. And then I can start making progress again. If that sounds like you, if that sounds like you, please do yourself a favor, go to the link in my bio and book a complimentary happy hour call with me. On that call, you are going to get a chance in a very safe, compassionate, confidential space to share what it is you really want and why you think you aren't able to get there on your own. And I will offer to you, whether you want to work with me as a client or not, I am going to offer you so many things for you to consider that whether or not you hire me, you are going to know your next step by the time you get off that call, right? That brings me joy. That lights me up. I enjoy 
the consultation calls or the happy hour calls that I have with people who don't decide to work with me right then on the call versus they got enough and off they go. I enjoy those calls just as much as I enjoy the calls with the people who become my clients. And I still have some of those same clients today. The point is not to sell you coaching. The point is to get you unstuck so that you can use your gifts and talents so that you can make the contribution that only you can make. Because that contribution is not one that I can make. It's not one that your friends can make. It's not one that your neighbors can make or your boss or your colleagues. It's yours. And if you aren't making it, people are suffering because of it. It is yours to make. And if you aren't making progress, you are not heading there. That contribution is going to be in your zone of genius. Okay. So I know like I'm, I sound like I'm all fired up this morning and, and honestly, I've only had one cappuccino so far, but give me time. It's literally only what, like 830 in the morning, there's more coming, but the reason I get so fired up about this, the reason this lights me up and I come alive and I get passionate about it is that when you aren't in your zone of genius, when you aren't using your talents and your passions, when life is not fun, you just aren't going to feel joy. You're not going to feel satisfied. You're not going to feel content. You're not going to feel at peace, right? And don't you want to? Don't you want to? Don't you want to? Don't waste any more time. Don't waste any more time. Okay, before I say goodbye, I want to be really, really clear about some next steps that you can take, okay? Get to work on that inner critic, right? Because until you figure out how the inner critic shows up in your brain, it's just a fear pattern, guys. It's not telling you truth. But what it's telling you is keeping you stuck. It is your upper limit. Got to get a handle and manage that. You never have to get rid of it, but you got to manage it, okay? Get to work on that. If you can't do it on your own, reach out for help. Don't waste any more time. Because if you aren't accomplishing the goals or having the experiences in your life that you really want, you do in fact have an upper limit problem. Everybody does. And every time you grow and expand, it's going to be a new one that you've got to contend with or a new flavor of an old one. That's okay. When we're growing and expanding, it's like we're climbing backwards up a circular slide right? We're not like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm dealing with this again. You might, but you're not dealing with it again. You're dealing with it on a higher level. So it's going to be more challenging, right? Every upper limit gets more challenging because you're growing and expanding. And if it's too hard to figure it out on your own, don't try. Don't do it. Why? Waste of time, waste of your energy, and you're just going to feel like crap. Okay. Now, thank you for being here. I'm so deeply grateful for you. Have an intoxicating rest of your week. And of course, I will be back next Wednesday or next week sometime with more. Have a good one. If you enjoyed today's episode and you feel inclined to tip the bartender, I would so appreciate if you could leave a quick review to make it easier for other listeners to find their seat at the bar. And while you're there, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. That way, every Wednesday, when I pour out a new episode, you will be one of the first to know. I'd like to offer you three steps that you can take right away. Follow the link in my show notes to take my intoxication inventory. Consider it your breathalyzer test for just how lit up 
alive, inspired, and fulfilled you currently feel in your life. If you haven't done so already, I also invite you to imbibe on my new book, Intentional Intoxication, How to Deliberately Distill the Different Life You Desire. But if you're inclined to find a shortcut like me, book a complimentary happy hour call, which will be your quick shot to immediate change. It is time to stop searching for something more and start distilling your unique version of a top shelf life. I'd be honored to support you as you do.